Welcome to Slacker Motor Radio with Brad and Addison. Based out of the Pacific Northwest, we're talking motorcycles in the motorcycle community, and we're excited to have this hour with you. Here we go. So we started recording, just so you know. Cool. Mike's on, but uh, this week we've got a special guest. We've yeah. Got Scramble Racer Ryan. He just waved. AKA the Scrambler. Brad, lo- or, uh, yeah, Brad, Brad pointed out that Ryan loves to use a video form of hello here on this audio <laughs> format. So this is, this is all new to me. I'm, I'm a millennial, so bear in with me. In all fairness, we also tricked Ryan into showing up today. So uh, I was supposed to be working. <laughs> we all knew you wanted to do this more. You got me. Did you pick up your parts? That's what's most important. They, I know where they are. So <laughs> You didn't even get them. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was thinking you got here pretty quickly. We weren't even set up when Ryan shows up, so we're good. But uh, we brought Ryan in for special reasons today. But before we get into that, we thought we'd uh, touch a little bit of base on what we talked about last week, buying and selling online. And just get your quick opinion. What do you think, Ryan? We uh, Last week we talked about the pains and, and wins of Craigslist and OfferUp and eBay and all that crap. What do you think? I mean, it all depends on what you're buying. And as they say about Craigslist, there's always a sucker out there. So just as long as it's not you. <laughs> so if you have a, a top tip for a buyer, what would it be? I would say know what you're buying and try to undercut by at least a hundred bucks, no matter what it is. So that's, that's my threshold. So, so if you're buying a $50 cooler, they should pay you 50 bucks for it. Get that thing for free. You're getting it out of their garage. That's just square footage. (laughs) How about for selling? When you're selling, what's your top tip? Oh, be nice. Okay goes a long way. It's like the opposite of your buying tip. <laughs> you see, it kind of switch up tactics when it gets to the opposite side of the fence. But yeah. Right. But yeah, it really it depends on what you're selling. So. That's fair. Okay, That's so fair. we're talking motorcycle parts, cars, motorcycles in general. You've got something that you want to list. You know that maybe at KBB's at, let's say, $1,400. Where okay. are you going to list it? I, I would put it right at fourteen. Because you know everybody online is going to immediately come at you two to three hundred dollars cheaper. Okay. And work from there. And as far so, you're okay, even though KBB was fourteen hundred, you're okay with taking less. And I mean, as like a threshold, you want to put it at where you think you're going to go and work from there. But it's Craigslist. You're never going to get exactly what you list for, and. Keeping the conversation at around fourteen hundred dollars, I would say, okay, gets things going in the right direction. But I would think that if you're going to list something online and think you're going to get full face value on something, no, that's not the case. So. Okay, well, I think it depends on what you're selling, right? So right. I'll give you that. Yeah. So what does your ad look like? Okay, so you're putting something together. You have the option Gosh. of doing photos. You can write as much as you want. You can tell a story about how you uh, went to band camp one time. Yeah. What does your ad look like? Uh, as minimal as possible, because I oh don't, really? <laughs> I don't so you're not it. you're going to be one of those guys that only has like C seller for more details. But practically, because you want to pull some people in to the conversation, and I I will admit I am the lazy guy when it comes to online postings, oh, and that's what drives me nuts. Yeah, Just I agree. Because... I, I immediately don't. You don't pull me in. You give me nothing, and I skip over. I assume it's fake or. But yet again, it, terrible condition. It depends if I'm. If I'm putting the time in for something well over a thousand dollars, believe me, I will get into the nitty gritty details of when my grandmother last wrote it, <laughs> just so you have all the information. Okay, so what about photos? Do you are you one that does some really nice professional photos? Do you do one photo and then do it really pixely and blurry so everybody thinks it's, that it's a fraud? Or I what? mean, you have an iPhone, so nobody has an excuse. To I don't know, man. I've seen some things. really bad photos. I'm I mean, sure you have too, browsing. You've seen those photos of <laughs> it's still in the corner of the garage, and you're not sure if it's the bike or the coat that's for sale that's okay. hanging over it. <laughs> and I, you can only see one husky. of the four. Is it I the mean, dog or the bike? <laughs> <laughs> I, the, neither of them are visible. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess it just depends on your definition of lazy, because, I mean, practically <laughs> everybody has an iPhone. 
and should be able to take a clear picture. I agree. So, I mean... It, so, pictures are important to you. Oh, totally. And that, that sells whatever you're putting online. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, like like you said, I, I'll put up a bunch of photos and not talk much about it. Because when somebody's looking for something on Craigslist, I mean, which is kind of the focal point for the conversation, right? Because sure. everybody goes to Craigslist right off the bat. Is If there's a bunch of photos on it and you get a good idea of what's online, that really drives the conversation for the sale. Not so much that... How rad can you get with this set of handlebars I'm selling you? Because they were on my whatever bike and moved from there. So, I mean, pictures definitely sell whatever you're trying to sell. Okay. Okay. So right before we started, you talked about, we were kind of giving you a heads up of what we were going to maybe discuss. You mentioned eBay as your, is that your main go-to selling platform or why is that? I, I love it as a buyer. Because okay. it cuts down on the human interaction almost entirely. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Okay. That's fair. Like, if you're wanting to get the best deal and not feel like a complete dirtbag for underselling somebody, <laughs> eBay is the best place for offers, I think. Because my routine, if I'm looking for parts on eBay, is to immediately go in, accepts offers, and then go and digitally give this person less than they want and see if they give me. Okay. I know somebody I like. else that has done something similar to this recently. Yeah. Addison. Yeah. How I got burned work? by that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a part I needed that was somewhat rare. And some dude was like selling two packs of that part for, for just a bit more than one. So I was like, but well, what if I can get two, two packs for like well under two? Dude accepted it, and I was like, oh, crap, what am I going to do with four? <laughs> I needed one. I could have, saved, could have saved just under half that money just to freaking get one. I don't know what I was doing here. What? <laughs> Later on that week, well, can like, we see another posting directly from yeah, we less might the see. quantity yep, that there's, you... There's only, there'll be three now for sale <laughs> soon to make up some of that. Because, yeah, it was one of those that I was like, I wonder... How cheap can you go if you buy in bulk? <laughs> well, you found out, and now you have way and more than you need. And now I have spent more money I'll than be you good. needed to If I well. ever need to replace that gasket again, I'm good. Okay. Sounds like we all need to buy... Uh, JT1. Yeah, JT1s, and that will be set. <laughs> this ultra-rare mini bike, if you guess. <laughs> if anyone listening has one and needs some uh, carburetor ga- bowl gaskets, let me know. <laughs> okay, so Real you cheap. like to go into eBay, and you like to do accept offer. Yeah. I mean, because also people would start talking about, based on what you're saying, potentially Amazon, although I don't believe that Amazon has the make an offer. It's uh, it, it's weird. You can actually find a lot of stuff that's on Amazon, on eBay, yep. that you, you that will accept offers. So okay. I've done, on eBay. On eBay. Okay. So I've actually, like, screwed myself on a lot of stuff instead of <laughs> looking at both websites. Of course, it's so easy. Amazon, add to cart and ship it. It's going to be at my house in two days. But, I mean, you really should go and check out eBay on a lot of this stuff because okay. you, you take a look at, like, basically just enter the Amazon description into eBay, mm-hmm. see what pops up. There'll be a bunch of different sellers that will accept offers on the same stuff that's at on Amazon. It, it might just be coming direct from China. Or it might be like a few dollars more or less. I mean, you got to gauge what you're shopping online for. But I've definitely saved myself like 10, 15 bucks buying it on eBay instead of buying it on Amazon. That's interesting. That's interesting. Okay, so on this topic of burning ourselves and such, what is your your best experience ever buying or selling and your worst ex- experience ever buyers, buying and selling? Oh, man. Well... My worst Craigslist experience was something totally not motorcycle related. Okay. And I I I should have known shooting myself in the foot buying something right off the bat and trying to selling it because nobody needs a 10,000 BTU propane heater. <laughs> oh, you bought one of those too. <laughs> <laughs> and what but actually if you can't get rid of something on Craigslist, I will hint to the listeners that Pawn shops are a fantastic thing, and they take things no questions asked. So, <laughs> is that what you did with yours? I ended up getting my money back that I paid for it okay. directly. So it was a neutral 
<laughs> really? Well, that's good to know. As you well remember, I also bought one. Of those. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, <laughs> hint, hint, yeah. So, so that was definitely my worst, but that was just because I, I posted something that nobody wanted. But I, I do want to say that actually my best Craigslist deal I've ever got was my actual motorcycle I ride today. Really? Yeah, hands okay. down. Why so? Uh, the guy, it, it was it was pretty much dependent upon the seller, and I will erase names to yeah, like ahead, protect the in- yeah. innocent parties here, but more or less, the guy, it was a girlfriend bike, the guy had just gone through a breakup, and I was kind of the poor college student coming in and just hit it at the right time and place and was able to pick the bike up super cheap, so... It was a, it's a 2001 YZ250. He had mentioned that it was a little bit higher hours and needed some like maintenance here and there, like fork seals, kind of general routine maintenance. Sure. But had it listed for $1,200 and basically was way too good of a deal for what the bike was. And, but, as I was in that situation, a broke college kid with mm-hmm. basically walked up to the guy with a thousand dollars in my pocket. I was like, Hey, can I have a motorcycle? Please like, give me the bike. <laughs> sure. And he, he bit like we ended up going back and forth over a hundred bucks and 2020 hindsight. Now looking at like what I got for the price, I should have just given him the $1,200 and walked away. <laughs> but you did have to spend some time going through the top end and other things, right? Oh, yeah. It, eventually, it blew up on me, as as it is with all good deals. I mean... Sure. But it still is the, the best experience that you've had. Oh, totally. I mean, got me in, into riding dirt bikes, so... Yeah, I can't, <laughs> I can't yeah you're riding it. it a lot. I mean, that's the, so that's the main topic we wanted you in for, <laughs> is now you're racing. I mean, you're professional, well, amateur racing, but... yeah. Listed, numbered, yes, officially racing, and I will do. I will say air quotes racer to the listeners because they can't see me doing it right now. Yeah, that's, but it's good. You learn. You learn. Only took one morning. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is my first season on the OMRA Oregon Motorcycle Racing Association circuit. I've competed in two events. One where I actually placed with points, and a second that I had a did not finish due to a mechanical issue, <laughs> which I will say that... Yeah, mechanical, I guess. Uh, routine maintenance, more like. Hey, listeners, <laughs> bleed your brakes before every season. That's all I have to say. <laughs> well, I guess we'll start with the bad news, since you've alluded to it already. But, uh, so what, what happened? Did not finish. How far were you? Uh, I was about... I, I would like to say halfway through my first lap when I looped out <laughs> oh. on the bike. Yeah. And just totally went over the bars on basically downhill slope. Bike did a fantastic cartwheel in the air, which nice. I, was, I was so happy it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, picked the bike up, brushed myself off. No damage to the rider, which is always the expensive part of any crash. And... Hopped on the bike, went about my way, and probably went about, oh, I would say another mile or two into the first lap and just caught a handful of air with my right hand on my front brake as I was going on a downhill section, which Mm. if we want to include a link to, I will show the listeners there's a fantastic YouTube video of me me crashing into a tree. Which oh. <laughs> so this is crash number two. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which uh, please excuse the colorful language that's in the video. You, you can <laughs> definitely tell my frustration by this point in the race. And yeah, it was one of those hate shaking moments of gosh, I wish I would have done this in the garage before I went out for the race. So jeez. Oh, yeah. Well, you're here today, and looks like you're you're okay. You're probably you're you're a little sore. Yeah. Pride, I, mostly. Uh, yeah, my ego is definitely <laughs> bruised after that whole affair. How's the bike? Uh, I know you're buying a couple of additions to kind of not only upgrade that, but since you're at it, since you're in the bars and controls, you're you're upping the controls on both sides. Yes. I, I would say that 
the writer to bike connection is turning into one of my <laughs> focal points <laughs> after that whole experience. And yeah, like new oversized brake rotors, like controls, making sure all my lines were rebuilt properly and just, just can't emphasize how much, which should be a no brainer to anybody who rides, but brakes are a very essential part of your machine. So However, the referee did say something funny to me as I was got to the bottom of the hill after my second crash. He's like, ah, brakes are only good for slowing you down. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Good. Well, that's fair. Now, now that was your second race. I know you've, mm-hmm. you've had the opportunity to race in a few others, but they're not necessarily local. You've got to, you've got to put some commitment into getting out there. Yeah. Uh, and you're in it for the experience this year. Yeah. Next year, I'm sure you'll be a points contender, but, yeah. <laughs> but this year, well, <laughs> you weren't supposed to laugh. I, laugh. I, I, I said laugh. that straight face for you, man. <laughs> I, I know. And I just couldn't keep it together. <laughs> ah, I was giving you credit on that. I'm usually not so nice. I, now I won't be. <laughs> but, uh, in 2023. <laughs> yeah. But your first race, how'd that go? I mean, walk us through, I mean, a lot of us, so I, I ride dirt bikes. You and I have ridden together many yes. times. You've kind of given me the, you know, the, shown the excitement of what it is to kind of do these little scrambles. And, and I know you've talked to a lot of guys about it. Why, why should someone who's just casually trail riding, why would this be something they'd be interested in? Oh, I mean, it, this is always the question of like the individual and how much self torture you want to put yourself through because it's pretty much 90 minutes of the most intense riding you will ever have. Like I I never thought that like putting myself against a clock and saying, "Hey, you're going to ride for this amount of time as hard as you can. Go for it." Like everybody thinks like, "Oh, I'll ride for an hour and a half all the time. That's that's a normal Saturday for me." But you get about 30 other people ripping next to you and throwing in the dynamic of wanting to beat all your buddies off the line is it's if you're curious about it, I I totally suggest showing up and just invest in the 40 bucks to go out for the day and try it out because it's it's an awesome experience and you will never ride as hard as you do in an event like outside of an event. So, okay. Yeah. So how did you how did you place? How did the race go? The first race. The, f- the first one, I I didn't get last, which I was excited about. Yes. <laughs> and I got points on the board, which was a fantastic thing. And that was kind of my goal for myself. Like you've alluded to, is I'm just trying to last this season, come out healthy, and see how it works out because there's there's a lot of traveling and it's a lot of time and money to like make sure that your machine is up to snuff and you're in shape <laughs> to actually go and compete and sure. do the events. But so are you up in your game as far as oh, your physical fitness gosh. or, I, I mean, what do you do? What are you doing to prepare for these? It well, sounds like it's a pretty good exercise. Yeah, half Mental the re- and physical. Yeah. Half the reason I came to talk to you guys today is because I wanted to put off going to the gym later because I'm just going <laughs> to destroy myself for about an hour and a half because it's like the prep side of stuff. It's really hard to like mimic how hard like it is to ride a motorcycle for an hour and a half. That's true. Off road. I mean, yeah, a long trail day and the arm pump and the different things, you know, different, different muscles you use that you can't really mimic with free weights. <laughs> it's like, you got to do it to get good at it. Yeah. So I, I like to think that I'm in good shape for all this Mm -hmm. and i mean that's that's a great thing to like try to gauge how you are physically but until you pull up to the starting line you really don't know (laughs) and it's you got to do the best you can and kind of go from there so you're feeling it after the first lap oh god it's that's i actually put a watch on my handlebars to where i don't play the (laughs) psychological game of oh my gosh how much time do i have after the first lap and you look at the start clocks like oh you've been riding for 15 minutes and <laughs> i feel like i'm gonna die so, <laughs> so yeah okay so so do you see a new bike in your near future gosh i mean once you start getting into this do you start seeing how other riding? people have the competitiveness it's i i definitely feel a, a new bike is in my future now if, to start what are you riding 
I'm I'm writing I'm still writing the Craigslist special 2001 <laughs> YZ250. So you got a two Z, uh, 252 stroke. Correct. Now what what is I mean your average out there? Obviously there's gonna be some dudes with some crazy oh, stuff. Oh my gosh! But your average rider that's competitive, quote unquote. I what mean, are they riding? I mean, it's Oregon, so it's a sea. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It, it was, <laughs> it's 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 a sea. It's a sea of, of red and orange, basically. Anywhere you go, like okay. everybody's either riding like CR four fifties, like a bunch of KTM three hundreds. Okay, okay. Because the class that I ride in is kind of thirty amateur, and it's kind of ex guys who've been riding their whole life way into it kind of know what they they like but a bunch of really good woods riders who go out there and just rip and yeah like if if you're drinking orange kool-aid it's pretty much a 300 on the line like right next to you so okay so what is going to be your bike of choice then God, i mean what are you looking at that's always the that's always the thing i'm glad i've got all these Excellent online buying tips from you guys now too. <laughs> Re-listen to last week, wow. so I know what to shop Shameful for plug. Now. <laughs> Man, shameful plug. So yeah, but we'll we'll see. I mean, we'll shop around, and it's, it's definitely going to be what's in the budget. But yeah, sure, sure, that's if, understandable. If I'm going to invest in something big, though, I would say for next like season racing is I'm I'm definitely going to facilitate my ability to transport. Mm-hmm my bike because i i have an interesting situation of how i haul my bike around right now oh, okay <laughs> now do share please you so, can't lead us on because yeah as, as listeners i will inform you that both these guys are being very nice to me but i have fantastic pictures of my 2016 subaru cross trek with a massive amount of bro tilt in the back carrying a 2001 <laughs> yz250 on a hitch carrier, which, which I will say, it's got that California lean, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So, did you get? You have a pickup. I do, kind of. Yeah, that's rough. Of. Yeah, I'll give you credit on that. That the distance you're going for these races would be pretty rough in that pickup. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a swollen left leg. Wait, wait, wait! But at one point, you were looking at a truck. Oh yeah, it's everybody's look. Always looking for a uh-huh. truck. That's yeah. understandable. So. That's understandable. But yeah. Okay, okay, so on another note, maybe you don't want to talk about this. Did you get your endorsement yet? Gosh, these guys are going to just rake me over the coals <laughs> every time about this. Man, I was, I was enjoying yeah. the conversation so much I forgot about this. <laughs> I'm with Brad. You took the class. Yeah. You did the hard work. Yeah. Did you get the sticker? We know the answer. This, this, <laughs> this pause is all too clear. I, I was waiting for you to put the cricket sound effects in. <laughs> we have to post-process. Right, so we're right. not that big yet. <laughs> right. But no, yeah, this season, it's off-road. And uh, like I've, I've told you guys, like, oh, we'll get to it next season, but we'll see. So. No, that's understandable. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't even have a bike to ride right now. So, I mean, so. I can't talk much, but I wanted to ask. It's been a while since I've asked you. you got to give me that. I, I, you do, I however, you. have your endorsement. So. You do. Yeah, you do. are ahead, you're ahead of me there. So, <laughs> maybe, maybe we can make this a race. Like, who who gets their – you get your bike fixed or I get my endorsement first. We'll see what happens. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I, got, I, I meant to ask you, too, what part are you looking for your bike? Like, what's keeping – from going like what, what for me yeah. it's it's the time and and making it making that a priority right on and so for right now it's the family and house stuff gotcha. and so i've got a lot of projects on the house that just need to get done and so i'm having to focus on those otherwise they'll become bigger issues gotcha yeah yeah so, so if there are any listeners out there who would like to help your gracious host get back out on the road and want to donate <laughs> wrenching time, please feel free to shoot us an email so we can get Brad back on the road here. Yeah, we're going to have to make this, uh, with all these shameless plugs, we're going to have to make Ryan a, a regular here. <laughs> I was going to say, you guys, we need to get you guys the sponsored links so we can start getting you guys kicked back for this. So. I think he's really wanting us to sponsor him. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, well, right. is, that, is that the end goal? I think we have $5 say, in our budget. That's, that's, why our, that's our, yeah. uh, we're not even oh, back I, in the black. I, I showed up today for stickers. That's the only reason I show up for interviews. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Well, that's fun. So it sounds like you're enjoying racing, very much. You've done more than one. That's a that's a resounding applause to the group you're racing with. Yeah. Now I I hear the the best part is winning the whole shop. Gosh, man, 
like I said, I wish this is video right now because we pulled some excellent photos of my first race because how I did not get last place, <laughs> finished at the back of the pack. So I, second to last, you still get points? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if they're going to give points on the whole shot that day, they should. They I would have taken home all the bacon because I smoked everybody off the line. But it was a total case of run as fast as you can and think you're, you're doing okay. And then, like I said, when I looked at the lap clock after my first lap, I was just dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Put it all on the line first lap. So. An hour and a half of racing is a long, oh. a long stint of racing. Oh my gosh, it's it, and as good as GoPros are, they just don't do justice to. That's fair. <laughs> now, did, do you have, I've seen video of your second race. Yeah. Did you have video of the first one too? We, uh, I, <laughs> I was very in the moment, and this, like I said, this is a learning year. I got to the line and made the rookie mistake of not pushing the red button before the start of okay. flag started. Because <laughs> I we, saw the whole shot in the second race, and it looked like a friggin' misery tank. The amount of dust you were running through for the oh first, gosh. like, ten minutes oh gosh, yeah. looked <laughs> terrible. Like like I said, I wish I could show f- photos because everybody called me a pirate after my first race. I looked, <laughs> how much dirt I ate off the line. It looked terrible, so. man. <laughs> Once everything kind of thinned out and the oh. leaders got away and, and whatnot, it didn't look so bad. But, man, watching that first bit of that race, I was like, oh, that... The racing part sounds fun, and if there's a way to skip that whole shot, because that looks friggin'... I couldn't see crap in your video, and I'm sure it wasn't any better in real life. Oh, man. With sweaty goggles. It only makes it worse. Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying to put words to it right now, but yeah, it's... It's a dust storm out there, man. It it sucks. It absolutely sucks. I don't know how you were able to stay on the trail. With any pace. I'm sure you can just put along and find the trail, but... I mean, everybody is so close to you, so as long as you're still bumping handlebars with somebody else, <laughs> you're doing okay. That looks fun, though. I, you might convince me sooner or later to get out to one of these. Hey. This year, I was pushing for some uh, some track days on the road, but my current bike doesn't seem like the right choice for that. <laughs> and I've uh, decided to invest in the current bike rather than buying a... What is that? What would that be? A third bike this year? <laughs> so do we got to do? But however, I have a dirt bike ready to go, so that that's more more feasible. He says forty bucks. That's not too bad. It's excellent, and the gas to get you out there, as well as if you check the circuit on OMRA's website, usually there'll be a couple pretty close to your other area, whether it's in Southern Oregon, Northern Oregon, like they're they're spread all over the place. So, and you'll see with like the point scoring. A lot of people just do their local races and okay, call sure. it a year. But yeah. So, so is your intent to go to all of the races and be, I mean, at least such that it kind of puts you as a points contender? Because, I mean, I've heard that that's a big part of making it to the end and actually winning is going regularly. Right. And I've, I feel like. These races are just compounded peer pressure from everybody else who you're racing with because, oh, yeah, I got five more points than you last race. You better show up next weekend. Otherwise, I'm going to be 30 (laughs) some odd points ahead of you next week when we get together, (laughs) which really the group I'm I'm riding with this year is it's it's kind of like a fantasy football league for like motocross racing is who's going to be the la- one that gets last place in our, our group, you know? So re- really you make it what you want to. And this year, like I said, I'm just kind of figuring things out and okay. it's a lot of fun. And I, I can't say that enough that it might sound like, Oh, he's dumping all this money and it's complete misery because of this YouTube footage. That's that every has. hobby, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Right. But yeah, it's it's so much fun, so much Good. fun. Yeah. Now, I uh, just side note: I don't think I've ever asked you this, but I know you've you've got a couple of riding crews. Are you ri- Are there other buddies from one of these crews that are running this with you? It's there's a group of like seven of us who are okay. registered. Cool. And there's 
five of us who are, have points on the board. Nice. And like I said, we we didn't come up with a punishment for who gets last place. So you're like, running your own class right now. Oh, yeah. Basically. Nice. That makes it way more fun and relevant, though. Oh, my gosh. To yeah. Highly recommend it. Because those dudes that are leaving everyone on the desk, you don't have to worry about it. You're like, whatever. I'm just beating these five guys. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> those other 20 that are crazy. <laughs> like, when we get back to the truck to have a beer... I, I'm going to give you a hard time. <laughs> you see what I passed you on that last turn? Like, how'd that dust taste? Like, yeah, that's that's what it's all about. Nice. Having a good time with your friends and going out riding. So. Oh, that's fun, man. So, so <sighs> I will I will make another shameless plug that September 22nd okay. at Washougal MX Park is the next, like, big race. We're kind of taking a break right now because the national circuit for motocross yep. is going haywire and everybody's got that on the brain so if you want to go check it out or just want to come watch or feel like you're want to line up at the starting gate and try something out that's that would be when i'd go and that's through the omra omra so how much does it cost to that one a little more i know washougal is not it's it's not cheap it's like 50 bucks, I want to okay. say. But I mean, it's a freaking sweet track. I don't know. Yeah. If no one's, I live out in that area, and I get to see it all the time, but it, it's a sweet track. I've, I've So this is a track. This is going to be an actual like motocross track race, yeah. not a scramble. Yeah. And I mean, they still call them a scramble, <clears throat> but not a trail scramble. It, it, it is, and it isn't because, like, you check out, like, half of it is showing up, and you don't get to walk the track, so you don't know what they set up as far as what was compared to last year. Okay. So it's, okay. it's not just explicitly on the track. Like you'll see. Oh, interesting. So yeah. it'll offshoot and go through oh. other obstacles and. Oh, my, my heart's beating through my chest just thinking about it right now. Cause that's so they, they throw up obstacles similar to oh, gosh, it's... what you'll see on some of the, the more televised scrambles where there's log obstacles and oh, it, it... little bridges, man-made bridges for no reason other than that you have to go over them. <laughs> it depends on how evil they want to be, but yeah. Okay. There's, there's so they set it up. Gnarly you stuff. say nice. throw up, I'm worried about them throwing up right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Am I turning green? Like you guys can't see this right now, but yeah. <laughs> You are looking a little bright right now. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, oh. Maybe it's the high-vis vest. Oh, that that too. <laughs> we won't lose these two in a room. <laughs> Brad and Ryan decided to show up in high-vis. Yeah, you just took yours off. It's on the back <laughs> of your chair. Yeah, safety first. <laughs> but yeah, so. So that sounds pretty sweet, man. So what day was it again? I know that you just told us. It's September 22nd. So, oh, right. And I mean, it's... It's always fun to go and watch the races, and since it does fall a big part of the motocross track, you are going to get to like watch a oh, good yeah. portion of the race. And yeah, I'd, I'd say you guys should come out there and check it out. Maybe we could get the Slacker Moto live play by play of the Omer race. The live play by play of a bunch of names I don't know. <laughs> there goes and the blue bike is in there. I'm assuming it's the Yamaha, but could have been painted. We're not sure yet. We'd be talking all over each other. This wouldn't work. We've I already mean, screwed it up. I know. I'm I'm just looking forward to the after race interviews with <laughs> with Billy Bob and whoever else shows up on the podium. Like, yeah, you know, we made it out here. Just happy to we got here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where's my beer? There was going to be three beer, right? <laughs> no. Anyway, yeah. well, thanks Ryan for showing up and. Uh, and uh, taking part in this, did you? Did That's you? We didn't really plan this. Usually, we have a question for our guests. That's true, and we don't have anything in the docket planned for Ryan today. He came. He came to us last minute and <laughs> offered graciously to come and join us. Being a holiday uh, week, uh, the week of the fourth here, it was. <laughs> most people are out and about and getting prepped for the the holidays. But <laughs> okay, so favorite movie motorcycle. I mean, I know how many times have we heard Steve McQueen in The Great Escape on this show? Because, I mean, that's that's like one of the most iconic triumphs. Now that's an actor. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. There like, you go. Like, I was going to quiz but, you on what bike it is. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, I know what the scramble looks like, man. But, yeah, that, like, that. That is the bike. That, oh, I mean, it, it, from my childhood, that was like, wow. 
how do you do that? That is such a cool motorcycle. I'm just impressed like, you stayed awake through that movie as a child. <laughs> I, think I remember. I, now, I watched all these movies growing up, and yeah. I'm a huge fan of these older movies. Yeah. But I remember a lot of those Steve McQueen movies taking a while to get to anything that seemed exciting as a child. Well, I mean, it is very surprising because he started off this entire interview with, I'm a millennial. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. So he was focused on something that's other true. than electronics. I, I mean, we talked about, TV, we but. talked about self-torture through racing. I mean, the other inflicted torture I had in childhood was watching the History Channel. So we took the opportunity to watch any movie. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, let's watch Great Escape. That's fine. It's not the History Channel. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. All right. It's a good choice. Yeah, most like most people can relate to that iconic scene. Oh, I, I know one of our hosts is biased to it as well, too. So yeah, that's <laughs> fair. That's fair. Having owned a, a modern Triumph Scrambler, that's that's a good choice, right? It's awesome, man. I don't want to keep you. I know you didn't want to be here all night. Oh, you're you guys are good. This is fun. Yeah. Oh, well, we like, appreciate that. Appreciate. We always think it sucks, but it's nice to hear that it's fun. <laughs> like I said, I, I, for for being a B squad rotation on <laughs> the the guests, this has been a bunch of fun. So, so the topic that we had lined up before Ryan just graciously decided to join us, and we'll let him just join in here, is one of the discussions I wanted to have is what what should an electric motorcycle look like. Now, that I know, obviously, an electric bike, we're talking, what What are the guts? We're talking a battery and a motor, oh, right? God. That's about it. What more do you need, right? Otherwise, you get your tires and some form of transferring that power. But what should that bike look like? Should I mean, be... foundation-wise, it's going to be very similar. To some extent, it ha- it's going to have forks. It's going to have tires. It's going to have some sort of a suspension. So I okay. think, to some extent, it's going to look very similar. And we see that in a lot of the electric bikes that are out there. So at what what are you getting at when you're saying Addison what should it look like? Because I mean motor I mean these motors and these batteries are not tiny especially if you want range. So what what are you getting at? Overall uh, aesthetics? So should it look like a motorcycle or a banana? What are you talking about? Yeah, that's a great question. Okay. No, most of the electric bikes I see have a fuel tank on. And what I'm getting at is, should it have, I mean, aesthetically, should it look like a classic motorcycle? Should it look like a spaceship of the future? It's new technology, newish. I know it's been around a while, but just being more or less adopted on a uh, large scale, is this, uh, you know, should it look like the future or should it look like a classic bike? What should a motorcycle look like? That's a great question. In general. That's what I'm asking here. No, no, you're asking an electric. I, I, and I'm saying that we go to these builds. We go to the One Moto Show. We <laughs> see these other builds on TV and on people's uh, custom shops. What, what is a motorcycle? What is it? Because we continue to be surprised. In it's a motor and two wheels. Okay, so what should they look like? I want to be surprised. I don't, I'm not going to put it in a box. So that's the question. You get an, an electric bike. Yeah. That looks like a, you know, a 1978 Cowie 200. What, you know, is that is that what you're looking for in an electric bike? Is a Cowie 200 but instead of an engine, it's got a battery and motor stuffed underneath there and just a fake tank. I assume holding electronics and hiding some of that digital technology, but Sure. I I mean this throws into question too. Function over form and you can start to see that with the KTM Freeride, which is basically a beefed up downhill mountain bike frame with an electric motor attached to it, which I, I want to say is going to drive to the direction that I'd like to see the electric bikes kind of push the definition of what a motorcycle is, is the rider's like ability to like fuel suspension and like basically what the ride is going to turn into due to the fact that we can tweak the power so easily by altering the electric motor and the battery attached to the system because i mean you think about it with any like gas driven motorcycle a lot of the things that drive like the suspension on the system is going to be the weight of the machine in combination with the rider sure so like for instance what if like our function turns into okay we have an hour like trail riding bike that you need this amount of amp hours. Like I only need this amount of like torque. So it denotes like what your electric motor is going to be is it. I'm, I'm really excited to see like what happens to suspensions 
on motorcycles when that like becomes the focal point for the conversation and engineering a machine. So. so do you foresee the future being the functionality of the motorcycle as the most important part of it? I, so it's function driven towards what you're going to use it towards. Yeah. And I, I think that that, I mean, I guess I'm just a red blooded American. I want it to work and <laughs> make lots of noise. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like it's got to have a speaker <laughs> attachment for the extra bah, 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 that's going to be on the side. But yeah, no, I mean, like, I mean, you're in one of these scrambles. What, what would it do to you? You're sitting there going and suddenly you just hear. I'd be like, that guy has a lot more money than I do. <laughs> <laughs> be like, wow. Like, Can I touch it? <laughs> what do you think? People, what would be the, the, what would, what would people say? I mean, if you were out there and you were going to get on the line with these guys, and you've got an electric motorcycle, it's motocross motorcycle. What are people going to say? I mean, if, are they going to laugh at you because it's not yeah. their KTM or their I mean, Honda? I mean, what are they going to do? I mean, I can't, I mean, I'm so far from getting an electric motorcycle right now. I, I don't know, but I know that, like, from the pros who have, like, tried to step up to the races and try to ride, like, the the Alta bikes, like Darren Durham in the um, Red Bull Straight Rhythm, where is just basically flat-out drag race of motocross, tried to, like, ride an electric bike through there and just got tore up by all the guys on 125s. Because sure. What he was trying to do just wouldn't work, but had like he had some more time to like tweak the machine and change everything that he did. I think he might have had like a better opportunity. So mm. I I think it's, it's still going to be the the Prius of motorcycles for a long time. But really, so do you think that some of these bikes that are going to be coming out? I don't know how well you're following them, but. Are some of these bikes are going to just be pretty because a lot of these they're performance. I mean, so you have Teslas. Are these? Are you thinking that the Prius examples or yeah, I mean, comparison motorcycles are going to be the ones that sell a lot, <laughs> or is it going to be ones that are more in line with what a Tesla is? I mean, I, I think I think you hit it there. That I'm not a good source to ask on this because. I'm not trying to buy one <laughs> right now. Right? I, don't think, yeah. I don't think Ryan's wrong. Because if you look at the the market, right, you, you're talking most of the ones that we're talking about or that we see are expensive. Yeah. And if you look at the market that they're against, right, you're talking a $30,000 electric bike. If you buy a $30,000 sport bike, I mean, yeah. you're you're literally in a professional class at that right. point. But those are the ones that we're seeing. I mean, we see some other ones. We see zeros. We see well, the lightning strikes. But what we're seeing out, is a $30,000 electric bike. That can pace an R6. When for 30 grand, you can get a fully professional leader bike that's decked out, ready to go for the track Mm -hmm. and for racing. That just, you know, I don't think that electric bike will keep up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where we talk about Alta and, and, and all these bikes, zero motorcycles. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're, you're looking at a bike that competes with that 600 dual sport, you know, commuter class very well. But that 600 commuter dual sport class is a $6,000 bike. And that zero is a twenty thousand dollar bike, mm-hmm. so it you know it may not be you know I still think that one you know is more or less the Prius of the world, but it's also <laughs> you know more than double the price of what it's competing with. Yeah, and when but you we're talk at, the Prius, we're, we're at bleeding edge right now. So what is the one that's actually going to get the attention of the the masses of the people? I mean, we've seen pedal assist mountain bikes, and you yeah. alluded to that, or electric mountain bikes. That those are becoming more popular and people are picking those up pretty pretty frequently and they're out on the trails with them whether they're supposed to be or not. <laughs> so is that the avenue that we're going to be going? I mean, I mean, as like I I got to take my normal citizen hat off and put my engineering hat on oh, to no. think. I know, right? Like just what we need on this. Bunch show. of nerds in a room right here. Engine <laughs> nerds, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, really, with anything with any like big corporation being able to offer a product to a consumer, it it comes down to like manufacturing costs Mm -hmm. and sales. And I I think that like, as you alluded to zero has kind of approached the market of like, get away from buying an electric car and just buy two wheels that you'll use every day. That's all you need. And that's going to be more of an approachable Avenue for consumers to step up and try out because there's you you can use that every day versus like 
somebody like me who just wants to go out and however many times a week I'm going to go trail riding. Like Right, but I mean, okay, yeah. so for a lot of these, if we're saying that you're buying the, the budget or commuter bike that you use every day, you can't go very far. No. So the range comes into play uh, pretty severely, and so now you've got severe range anxiety while you're out there trying to actually carve it up in the gorge or on the, the old highway or bull run route or something right. here local that I'm, I'm not going to be able to ride very much. It's great that I could ride it to work and that I could charge it work potentially, Yeah, but I can't use it for much else. Yeah. And so then what's the benefit in that over a scooter or something? Right. I mean, there's a coolness factor. I'm not, I'm not a big scooter <laughs> or a moped fan personally but don't like to feel the breeze between your knees <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just saying so for me it, what is the benefit what is the benefit for me so for me it's got to be something for me a motorcycle one of these electric motorcycles what do they look like they look like something that i can get on and i can actually ride i can charge it somewhere if i that there is a network of charging stations that you can go to and charge relatively quickly and keep on going i don't mind stopping on a motorcycle more frequently than in a car, because it's nice to get off and stretch your legs. But I gotta have a place to do it. And yeah. so if it's a roadside charging station every 70 miles or every 120, I mean, because there's gonna become a limitation to these motorcycles. And obviously, range is part of it, but the size of the batteries is a big part of it. The more range you want with our current technology, the bigger the battery has to be. Right. So either we need to wait for the next bleeding edge technology, which means that this high cost of ownership or purchase price of these electric motorcycles goes up again. Goes up again. So even if it starts to drop, so now what boat am I in? Well, I'm going to stick with the older technology because I can actually afford one of those now, or I can get one of the used ones, which right. I think is where these will become very popular. Is on the used market because I, I shoot, I don't care for a few thousand dollars, I can go out and I can buy one of these, and I don't care if it's a commuter because right. it's so cheap to run back <laughs> and forth, right? But for me, if I'm going to make a purchase, it's got to be relatively close to the internal combustion engine counterpart. And it has to have either the capacity for me to be able to ride it for a day, right? Maybe charge twice. Or it's it's just got to be cheap. Right. And I, I think that time is going to drive, like, both of those factors because we, we've seen, like, how much, like, batteries have jumped up in performance especially over the last like 10 years like for instance i hate to pick on addison's laptop right now but i mean you buy one from the store today it's definitely going to be thinner than what you have just because of the components and how they've evolved right i mean like, don't unplug that laptop yeah. either by the way <laughs> yeah don't, don't. <laughs> well, be careful that power cord will <laughs> okay, shut down yeah, immediately yeah, I've, I've got my hands away my no, hands it away. gives you about a 10 second warning yeah. <laughs> that's good so, yeah. red yeah. light flashes yeah I, I, it'll be cool to see though because i mean it's a new technology it's like you say a new avenue for us, possibly like a new opportunity that if stuff does get like really cheap after they push all this, that that's going to be a new wave of probably like different minded riders. Like, oh, how'd you get into riding motorcycles? Like, oh, yeah, you know, I picked up this Zero mm-hmm. for 2000 bucks after like they pushed them for a few years. And But a big part of that though for me is also rideability. Oh, I have to be able to get on this and it has to be fun. If it is not refined enough for me yeah. to go out and enjoy it in the curves, it's not the same. Have you guys sat on any of those bikes? Like I haven't sat on them. Like as as far as like what the I sat on the them? Brahma, wasn't it that they brought in here to work? We've had a Brahma. Mm-hmm. I didn't sit on the Brahma. I've sat on the Energica. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, we're like the only dealer in the Northwest is just up the street here. Uh, but the what is it, Power Yam- Power Yamaha, oh, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Anyway, Sports Plaza, Yamaha Sports Plaza. If they're wanting to sponsor somebody, <clears throat> check out motorsurf 24 at gmail dot com. Send me a link, please. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've sat on the, uh, the Alta back when it was. I mean, it's basically the Zero. They're not very different. Yeah. Um, they are now, obviously, because Alta doesn't exist and Zero does. But but they were similar when they were both uh, both running and. Eh, it Were feels they top like heavy? Those classes, no, not necessarily. Because the Brahma was definitely, you could feel that weight. It felt yeah, the planted, it felt good, but it, it felt different. The, the Brahma's battery was pretty high. Yeah. I mean, it was the tank, right? Yeah. The, it was it was high on the frame. The Energica's, everything's set pretty low. 
really good fit and finish. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's a mid-20s for basically an R6. You're talking $25,000 for an R6. Yeah, the other problem is, though, for both of these bikes, there's not a lot of places for you to go and ride them. So we just both talked about sitting on it. That's all I did was sit yep. on it. I didn't actually get to ride it. Now, I know Zero had rides recently, easy. but yeah. we weren't able to make it out to, to downtown and and ride them. I've heard good things, but I, my comment, I mean, both of you are talking kind of about the fun factor and the the need to be able to do what you're doing. And, and if we look worldwide, right, the average motorcycle rider is using it as a tool, needs it to get from point A to point B, doesn't have a ton of time or money to go enjoy it outside of their normal commute. And so that is the enjoyment mm-hmm. or it's just a tool and that's their affordable form of transportation. Um, you know, but in, in the U S and other countries, it, it's not necessarily the case. There are a lot of just, Pleasure riders. I mean, the U.S., I see that all the time. I don't live outside of the U.S., so this is probably the case everywhere. Really? I know. That's shocking, right? <laughs> but, uh, you know, you look on these, we talk about online selling, but you look at these bikes that are 10 years old with, you know, 110,000 miles on them. Yeah. Because some dude went for like three miles a year to the bar down the road once every summer, you know, and that's <laughs> yeah. it. To show it off once and go park it in the, in the garage for the rest of the year, mm-hmm. hopefully, right? <laughs> And so, you know, you look at the, the electric bikes and if, you know, if you're looking for a tool that's affordable, less maintenance, easier to use, less tire cost, yeah. all of these things yeah. in a car yeah. of similar fashion, right? I, it's got a pace. I mean, Ryan, your commute's not far. Brad and I have a bit of a commute, so it doesn't make a ton of sense because I'd have to charge both on both sides. Yeah. I mean, you could basically just get free power. Yeah, and your ride wouldn't yeah. be that exciting on mm-hmm. that. I mean, you, your ride no. isn't bad. I'm not saying that. But I think that there's some that are a little bit better. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. My commute is very much just freeway straight shots. Yeah. Mine isn't bad. It's got some straight stretches, but it, I would still end up charging. And I don't know. I'm not too worried about the charge cost for a small I'm not worried about the cost, but the, the fact of the matter is if you don't get a full charge in a day at work, then you're not making it at home. You can't go both yeah, ways on, on an affordable I bike. I agree. But, yeah. but you guys should check out KTM's um, free ride. I keep harping on the trail bikes here. Yet again, I know. KTM. You KTM. and your plugs, man. I'm yeah. I swear I'm not. Yeah. I swear. Good night. <laughs> yeah, I swear I'm not sponsored, but wouldn't be mad if I was. But <laughs> We're going to charge you to be a guest just for all these advertisements you're, you're throwing. But um, th- their system is way what cool. Did we think? What were we thinking? Yeah, this sounded like a good idea about an hour ago. Yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> B squad host here. So, <laughs> but no, really, like you, you should look at their design because they have like the plug and play system that it it's actually like wired into the back of your pickup truck that you can unplug a battery pack and put a new one into your bike. For like an hour and a half charge. Oh, that sounds too rich for my blood. Right? Yeah. And it's, it's, but it's part of, <laughs> yeah, yet again, right? Like how much are you going to shell out for it? I know, I'd be facetious. But yeah. I, I mean, you'd have something like that. Now on something like that bike, we're yeah. using it off-road and I don't know how long that lasts. Like an hour and a half. Which so. isn't, which isn't too bad for the kind of riding that you're doing, assuming that some of that's downhill and you're, does it have <laughs> regen braking or anything yeah, it, like it that? Yeah, uh, like I said, this is not a plug, but if you, we'll, we'll definitely do some research and show you guys those machines because they're so. But well, you can talk about it. We're on the air right yeah. now. That's what they're, I'm asking you. What does this bike do? Sweet. They are so. Let's sweet. take a call. <laughs> oh, you said we're on the air. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Long time listener, first time caller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm listening. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. Then don't answer. Oh, I mean, it's it. It comes down to you. You totally hit the nail on the head. Is if you want to shell out for it, I'm sure they could tailor a system that would fit your need. But it's like, what price tag kind of puts you over the edge of here? Take my credit card. I need this. Like mm-hmm. this is going to make my life so much easier by making this investment. And I mean, something we haven't like touched on yet, as far as like resale factor on an electric machine, is I hate to bring up the Prius. Again, as our punching bag for this conversation, but like cost of like cells after like they develop memory, like throughout its like lifetime, like what's that going to mean when you pay however many thousands of dollars for your machine right off the bat? And after four or five years of recycling a charge, you you only show 60% every time 
you unplug your machine from the well, wall. Well, and it, we, they buy those cars depreciate really badly in the first year. I mean, part of that is because you get that tax credit, right? Right. And so I knew somebody can use that same tax credit next year. And so what's the value in you keeping your bike or your car? Yeah, no. At but, a high value. So, so they're all doing that. And I agree. Yeah. It, it's an issue. In addition to the battery degradation over time. Right. Right. Which, it, which kills your range. And for a car, Maybe you're only using it for commuting, but it limits what you can do. And I've had yeah. to, I've felt that with my electric car, right? Especially in the winter time, where I have to be a little bit more careful than I would like to, as far as the different trips that I make. So it's important. So then, can does it still function for you, right? After a few years, when you're the one that's now picking it up and going, oh, okay, so. I, it used to have 80 miles range, but now it has 60. Does that work for me? I don't know anymore. Right? right? Like That's a good point. But on these KTM bikes, is that really the issue? I don't know. I just really want to ride one. <laughs> just, well, I think that's part of the, yeah. making that splurge, though, is yeah. being able to get on the bike. If you oh, can't yeah. get on it and it's not accessible to you and you have to wait, for me, that kills me on my uh, willingness to make a make a purchase. Right. As I want to be able to go and get it. And I can be patient, but I think the society in general likes to be able to buy now. Right. Right. eBay, buy it now. I just want to buy <laughs> it now. It's, and as cheap as I can get it, right? I want it in two days, Amazon. It. I'm a Prime member. I'm a Prime right. member. Right. So. Anyway. We'll see. I'll look it up, though, just because you mentioned something about it. All right. I'll, I'll be sure to splurge you guys with some awesome youtube videos so splurge us splurge splurge spam i want to be splurged okay trying to get a new word now i am i'm the millennial i'm trying to push words on you guys here (laughs) don't take it that far (laughs) i don't know i've got to leave this one alone i don't know what's happening in here (laughs) i can hear the gears going off the rails immediately Uh i can hear the gears turning Another visual. <laughs> where's, that, where's that cricket? <laughs> we'll have the editor put the crickets in there, too. Uh, the where is that editor? <laughs> I don't know. We, open position. But, uh, I mean, it sounds like the only remaining question is, Ryan, w- will the Harley Livewire sell? Oh, gosh. We'll see where Harley is in five years. Wait, no, no, no. But it's out right now, right? I mean, when does yeah. it come out? When can you purchase it? year. It's in a year. It's 2020. So you say five years. You're saying that it's going to take the next five to ascertain whether it's going to sell? Or do you think that we're going to have a early visibility next year? I mean, they've already said that they're not worried about making a ton of sales. Yeah. But is it going to be successful? I mean, you can't see me turning my nose up right now, but I've got my head fully cocked back in my chair right, right he does now. does, actually, yes. <laughs> that why would you want to buy an electric Harley Davidson? Because I, I think that with how easy it is to market today, like with all of our different social media platforms is a lot of companies are trying to be something they're not Mm -hmm. instead of being like really good at what they're good at and Mm. focusing and specializing on something. So yet again, like my splurge comment, I don't want to touch it with a 10 foot pole when Harley starts talking about (laughs) having an electric bike, because why would you buy an electric Harley Davidson? You buy a gas-driven monster that's going to turn everybody's head as soon as you breathe on the throttle. Why would you buy a KTM bicycle? I mean... Everyone wants a 1290 that'll tour across the world. Right? Okay, so what was your email again? Yeah, right. Oh, actually, <laughs> send all edit, your we're send all your hate mail back to this guy. Uh, I get enough as it is. It's cool. Pile it, pile it up. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can see what you're saying though. I mean, it's a big deal, and that's part of the reason why I think they tried to have a sound. Right. right. So they were trying to incorporate something into it. And a lot of people would argue that Harley Davidson is trying to do something right now. They're seeing us, uh, they're suffering a little bit as their core market has been uh, decreasing or they're no longer looking towards their motorcycles. So they're trying to do something. So I can, I commend them for trying to take on something. Right. Looking outside of the box and saying, hey, this is where our core competency is and it, maybe it's fit and finish. Yeah. How can we incorporate that into something else? That, maybe the next generation is looking forward to. So so it was like a counter question to that. Like, what do you guys think of Harley Davidson after pushing this out into the market that we're going to have an electric machine? Like, what 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 
fireworks go off in your guys' head when you hear this. Well, I know they worked directly with Alta Motorcycles in initial development. There was, right, I don't know if you know that whole backstory, but they basically got in bed with them and, and started working on it and then immediately bailed on the contract. And I think Alta was kind of banking on it because they very quickly went out of business after that. But Alta had a background. They knew what they were doing. They were making good bikes for a few years. So they definitely, if nothing else, Harley's gotten some knowledge from that and some ability to really execute. So I, I think it'll be a fer- perfectly viable bike. Mm-hmm. I kind of agree with Brad that their fit and finish is their strong suit. Yeah. I, you know, their engine technology has been copied. You know, the only reason it's so different is because they kind of cut corners on purpose to make it different. Uh, to whereas for some of those reliability items, you can actually benefit from not having such a harsh sound. But that's, you know, the bread and butter. So they are on par with everyone else. They're just on purpose trying to get the reliability out of cutting corners. Right. And so it's it's a different expense style, a different business model. But I think their fit and finish and having everything look pretty is their bread and butter. Yeah. So if they're taking a market that's coming up, it's a good look. I like the live wire. Definitely. I think it looks great. And it's a, you know, if you, if you are, you know, into the new technology and wanting to be one of these guys on the new up and coming style of bike, but you're also a cruiser guy at heart. I mean, I know plenty of younger guys that want a sportster that have a sportster that have a iron 883 or whatever they call it, you know, and, and if they want that on a, an electric because they're young enough and that's what they want. I think it's a viable alternative. I, I agree. I don't think they're going to sell out and go nuts and own the market, but I think they'll sell them. I think it's a good business move by Harley. Gotcha. Yeah, I think they're just trying to market themselves as forward thinking. Right. And that's a big thing for them, especially for the new, the younger generations that are seeing all of this alternative energy um, transportation yeah. to be able to say, oh, Harley Davidson, isn't that this kind of a company? No, wait. No, they're actually making leaps and bounds. Yeah. And I've actually heard that they're looking at bikes as well, like mountain bikes and other things. So it'll be interesting. I think that, I don't know, have you heard of this? Yeah, their, their initial kickoffs for electrics have been basically scooters with with pegs. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they've done a couple of little iterations of test models for electric drivetrain that have basically been base, you know small basic bicycles. They're gotcha. trying to drive themselves into another market, and they're just bringing themselves to the surface. This is a marketing for them yeah whether or not this is the ideal electric i doubt it but, but if electric kicks off their feet are already wet yeah right they're not starting from they scratch behind experience. the game and it's something common right now i mean how many other people have already done this they're not the first uh, oem what for some sort of transportation that's done this i mean we've seen yeah. so many other companies go into electrification they're not new they're they're coming in later they're building off of what they're seeing the market doing It'll be interesting to see what happens, but... In fairness, Harley's one okay. of the first to have a production model. Of an electric, and I'm Everyone just saying that Everyone else has played others. with prototypes and, yeah. and concepts in the electric game that are fully functional and running, mm-hmm. but nothing that they're actually going to bring to market. So it's interesting to see. They're about the only current player that's really... I think we're going to see a few more jump market. in by the time they actually have it in market, but I agree. That's fair. And it'll be interesting because one of the things that Harley is also wanting to do is incorporate charging stations into their dealership uh, dealerships if you want to actually sell the bike. So it'll be interesting to see how many dealerships actually jump on that because it's a large investment. So it's yeah. got to be subsidized by by the main corporation. Right. They, Otherwise, I mean, because you're talking a lot of money, a lot, man, tens of thousands of dollars probably to set something like that up. Um, and they've got the bankroll to make it happen if they want to, right? So. If they've been playing it safe and doing things right for the last decades, <laughs> but who knows? R and D costs money. All right, well, we appreciate you coming out. We've uh, come to over an hour. It's been fun. Appreciate you hanging out. I know you were going to come and chat with us for a minute. Appreciate you hanging out for the whole time. That's fun. For you guys, yeah. anytime. So. <laughs> well, that's good. You're always invited. I mean, no joke. You can come join us any anytime we record Mondays, as you probably already knew. But, um, yeah, you're invited every time. And uh, for the listeners, give Ryan a shout-out. Check him out on Instagram. What's your Instagram? <laughs> so my Instagram is motosurf24, and we'll actually... Another shameless plug. We will oh, be starting we <laughs> a YouTube channel of all the race shenanigans and give you guys more of an 
upfront view of what it's like to go through the circuit, check stuff out, or just laugh at the spectacular crashes that I'm going to be having on a weekly basis. <laughs> yeah, right. and so. <laughs> the crowd back here is wild. <laughs> but, uh, and that's also MotorSurf24? YouTube? Probably be something along the same lines. I'll make sure Excuse you guys me. get the information. But, all right. But, we'll make sure you don't. <laughs> but more Nathan. <laughs> Do our best to sabotage this kid. <laughs> Thanks for having but, me out this uh, week, guys. No, we appreciate you coming. Uh, any listeners uh, want to help support us, you can always check us out on our Patreon page. You go to Patreon just search Slacker Moto, S-L-A-K-R Moto. Uh, you can also check us out on Facebook. Uh, everything is just Slacker Moto Radio. It's all available there, and uh, you can get to any just simple Google search, so no reason to get into the minutiae. But uh, appreciate everybody listening. Thanks for coming, Ryan. And I uh, hope everybody has a great week. Enjoy the nice weather if you've got it. Make sure you get out and ride. Happy Fourth of July. Until next time, ride on. Mm-hmm.